You're listening to the Pro-Life Ohio podcast presented by Ohio Right to Life. I'm Allie Frazier, the Director of Communications at Ohio Right to Life and your host. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next episode of the Pro-Life Ohio podcast. I hope everyone is staying safe and having a wonderful start to your week so far. So, Today, we will be continuing with the next installment of our special series, The Push for the Abortion Pill. This series focuses on the spread of chemical abortions and how the abortion industry is pushing these dangerous drugs on vulnerable women in more ways than ever before. On today's episode, we have the honor of having Congressman Bob Lada, one of our pro-life champions on Capitol Hill, on to talk about the legislative efforts that are being made in Washington to stop the spread of chemical abortions and to protect life. Congressman Lotta graciously took time out of his busy schedule to talk with Jess Warner, our Director of Legislative Affairs here at Ohio Right to Life, and we are just so extremely pleased to have him on the show today. Please enjoy. Well, today we have the honor of having Congressman Bob Lotta join us in our conversation about chemical abortions and the push for telemed abortions. Um, he's a pro-life champion in Congress and before that in the Ohio State House. So thank you so much, Congressman Lotta, for joining us on our podcast today. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, now, as we've been discussing in this series, chemical abortion has become an increasing issue, not only in Ohio, but nationally and internationally. Our listeners have heard about the danger that it poses not just to the unborn, but to the women who take these pills. Um, while abortions have decreased significantly in Ohio in the recent past, we've unfortunately seen an increase in the majority of abortions that are now becoming chemical abortions. Um, we've also seen the abortion industry trying to take advantage of this current pandemic to increase their profits by pushing for loosened safety measures and regulations on chemical abortions. Um, and in Ohio, we've seen that they have already begun bending the rules to offer a form of telemed abortion in Ohio. Um, so knowing all of those things as we've been discussing those issues, what has been your perspective on this issue as you've been working and in introducing legislation like the Saves Moms and Babies Act? Well, again, thanks for having me on because it's so important. You know, the whole COVID-19 or coronavirus is changing really our world around us. And we also know that the, uh, the pro-choice, uh, especially Planned Parenthood, is trying to take advantage of this. So they're pushing state attorney generals. They're trying to uh, file lawsuits out there to say that there should be more telemedicine when it comes to um, a chemical abortion. And it's really important that, as you mentioned, that there's a lot of reasons why we have to really stand up and fight this. We all know that uh, we had about 862,000 abortions that were performed in the United States in 2017. And I think it's always important to put it in perspective that it'd be like the entire state of South Dakota, the population disappearing, everybody wow, yeah. gone. And we've also seen on the chemical abortion side that it's gone up 30, up by about 39% of all of abortions now. So during this time, they're trying to go out there and say that, oh, this is, we ought to be doing this, that, uh, you know, we're seeing more telemedicine. Well, telemedicine and uh, abortions are completely different things, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Because again, you have more complications. If a woman doesn't know exactly where she is in her pregnancy, it's dangerous. It's also dangerous what type of pregnancy she might have. And so it's so important 
that we make sure that we stand up on the pro-life side and fight this because again, when you see what's happening across the country on the other side and what they're trying to do, it's absolutely dangerous. And that's really why that uh, I, I'm so proud of what we've done in the pro-life movement. And that's also why I've introduced the Save the Mom and Babies Act. Yeah, well, wonderful. I, I really appreciate that perspective on it because I think it is so important to look at just, as we said, like telemedicine and telehealth push. There are so many good elements of the idea of having telemedicine, but we can't just apply that everywhere because there's clearly some instances so you can't do that. And it only increases the danger of those procedures. And I think this is a, a prime example of one of those things. Um, can you describe a little bit um, for our listeners what the Save Mom and, Saves Mom and Babies Act does? Again, thanks again. It's, it's really important because I, I really believe that, uh, again, that when you think about chemical abortions, how dangerous they are. Because when you think about the, uh, the REMS out there on that risk evaluation and what that means is that they, these, chem these uh, abortion drugs for chemical are very dangerous. And, they have, and so what we want to make sure is that there's three things. One, we don't want the FDA approving any more uh, abortion drugs like this. We want to make sure that you can't dispense over the internet or by dispensing through the mail. And we don't want uh, one, you could have one source in this country just uh, getting all these drugs out. And again, you don't know where, you know who those people are or what their medical conditions are. And we also want to make sure that the FDA cannot change the labeling. Because again, you know, a lot of times when people look at a label and you see all the dangers involved with it, you go, wait a minute, maybe I better think about this. You know, if you watch this, any commercials on TV when they're advertising something, all of a sudden that person talks very, very quickly about all of the reactions that could happen. Mm -hmm. And But this is, this is important because, you know, you could end up in the hospital or dead because, again, that uh, these are dangerous drugs, and that's why they have the labeling on them now, and that's why we have to make sure that those labels stay on those drugs that are already out there that the FDA is approved. And again, as I said, against making sure that who can dispense that drug, it should be in person and also on not approving new drugs. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for explaining kind of what that is and, and how that has been, you know, answering a lot of the questions I think that we're coming up against of how should we handle these, these drugs and how should we ensure that people are, um, safer. Um, and I know that you've also been a part of a, uh, or a co-writer of a letter to the FDA. I know there's been a push nationally um, from the ACLU, I believe a lawsuit that they filed against the FDA. Um, can you explain a little bit more about, about that situation? Well, again, we want to make sure that the FDA knows uh, that there's a great voice out there wanting to make sure that we don't have these uh, chemical abortion drugs. And we've, uh, I signed on a letter that uh, with uh, Senator Hyde Smith, so and myself, and then we led this letter, and we have over 150 other members of the House and Senate. Wonderful. And it's really important that leadership on our side also got involved on this letter because, again, we have to make sure the FDA knows that there's a voice out there. And again, when we're talking about chemical abortions, why it's so absolutely important that the FDA knows where we stand and where they should be. And I work with the FDA a lot because I serve on the Energy and Commerce Committee. One of, one of our subcommittees is health. And so we, I've done a lot of work with the FDA through the years, but at the same time, 
we have to always make sure that the FDA knows where people stand out there and how important it is that we let them know that, well, wait a minute, this, this is a dangerous drug. This is why there's the, the, the runs on it. This is why that, uh, you know, when you think about the, the number of chemical abortions in this country and the risk and the, and the high rate of hospitalization at ERs that occur. So this is why we want to make sure that uh, we get this done and make sure that the FDA hears our voice. Yeah. Yeah, well, we thank you so much for leading that uh, charge to talk to the FDA and make sure that they hear that that side of the argument and that side of the conversation. Because I think, you know, obviously, as, as you would know, with being in um, the public life for so long, it is important that we are vocal about these things. Uh, I think sometimes we believe that, oh, you know, somebody else will speak up on it or they just know because we vote every once in a while, but it's really important, I think, to be vocal and push for these things. So on that, on that kind of note, what can pro-life Ohioans here in Ohio do to help promote these efforts? Um, what can we do as, you know, everyday citizens to help these measures move forward? Well, I'm really proud of the pro-life movement that we have in Ohio and across my district, my 14 counties. We have very, very strong chapters out there of folks that want to save life and they want to promote life. And so I think it's really important for multiple things that people can do. You know, number one, uh, we have so many people come down from Northwest Ohio every year to the march. And, uh, you know, it's usually a, a lot of times it's a very cold day. I know a couple of years ago, uh, a group of students from Bowling Green State University had come down and got stuck on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. I'm not oh. trying to discourage people, <laughs> but uh, it turned out they they ended up having a pretty good time out there uh, with with each other. But you know, it's showing up because you know the national media. No, it's it's hard to believe that they don't go out there and talk about the tens of thousands, the hundreds of thousands of people that are out across the country that come to Washington to uh, you know voice their uh, opinion and and put their voice out there for the unborn. And so I, it's really important. And, you know, this past year at the uh, uh, Right to Life uh, March, the president, this is the first time a president has ever addressed the crowd there. And so I think it's important that, uh, you know, what he did, because it really brought a lot of attention that day to it, because it's kind of hard for the, the media when they're always trying to ignore it not to say, oh, now the president's there. And uh, so we always have something afterwards, and we, we could have up to 300 plus people from Northwest Ohio up at our wow. office building that we put together kind of a warm up reception for them uh, after they get done marching. But you know, back home, uh, it's very important for people to be involved in their communities, especially when they're talking to their friends and neighbors. You know, who do you trust more when you're out talking to somebody? It's really important to hear from your friends. Don't don't be that silent voice. Ex say, express it. Don't say, oh, I don't want to, you know, get in a, a political argument. This isn't a political ar argument. This is a, a argument about life and death. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, that's why it's important for people back home to really get involved. And one of the things I've really noticed over the last several years, especially in Washington at the march, the number of young people that are now coming down to the march. You know, years back, as I can remember uh, uh, when I was first elected to Congress, it might have been a little bit older group. 
But today you see so many kids in junior high, high school, college that all are participating. And, and those are the voices we have to have out there into the future. And so I'm really proud of the fact of the number of people, that, especially younger people, that are involved now. So I think that's really important to do. But uh, and it's also writing uh, letters to the editor. That's important if you have an opportunity uh, on a local radio station to call in about uh, the life movement. I think that's important. But it's really being out there, being vocal, because I tell you, the other side is doing it. And they, they, if, if they say, well, look, there's no voice on the other side, so we must be right. Let's just go forward. Well, that's what sometimes happens for some people think. But we want to make sure that uh, we have a, that vocal group out there that are always there standing up for life. Yeah, that's, I think those are all really, really wonderful recommendations. I think it's so important, as you said, having those personal conversations, because I think ultimately, you know, we're working, especially here at Ohio Right to Life, and I know that you are working to change laws on a regular basis and make sure that there's those safety regulations in place. But ultimately, um, we can't just be a movement of regulations. We have to also be a movement where we change hearts and minds because that's what's going to make a permanent change in our culture. And um, I think when people notice that it's not scary to speak up on these issues and that um, that's the really the only way we can ultimately make a definitive change in people. Um, that's where our movement is, is making huge strides. As you said, with young people, I think it's just so wonderful to see the courage that they have um, now being willing to talk about this issue that impacts them, honestly, a whole lot more, I think, than um, they even realize. Well, you know, at home, it's important to contact your state senators, your state representatives, let them know uh, about any legislation that should be passed in Columbus, and also at the federal level. I, I want to hear from the people from back home. You know, I need to hear. So, you know, those are very important facts and points that people have to do to express those, you know, and get that out there. Because at the end of every day, uh, believe it or not, since I've been in Congress, I get the calls from all of my three district offices in Washington every day. I want to know all the calls that have come in. I want to know what people are calling in about what's on their mind. You know, you don't might always agree with some of the uh, things, but, uh, you, but it's, it's important that I hear from the people back home. So that's a really important point. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we are so grateful to have someone who's such a champion for life pushing these issues forward. Uh, we know it's not easy uh, these days in Congress, but um, you have clearly uh, done the work um, and continue to do the work to make this a priority in Congress. And we really just appreciate that um, and want to continue encouraging you in what you're doing. Um, we are so blessed to have your representation there and such wonderful representation from Ohio. So, um, and also enjoy always coming to your guys' reception um, at the March for Life. I've been coming um, to the March for Life um, ever since I started working here at Ohio Right to Life about four years ago. And it is always such a joyous occasion, um, whether it be very cold or seasonably warm. Um, you never know quite what you're going to get, but it is such an encouraging time to see everyone come together and getting to meet and talk with our representatives in Congress. Um, it is always such an encouraging thing to have so many pro-life representatives in Congress for Ohio. Um, and, and hopefully we can just grow that number even more. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you um, so much for your time and all that you're doing. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add before we close? Well, one other thing is, you know, for our friends in other states, 
uh, in the in the pro-life movement. Uh, you know, the born alive legislation that we have that we've got. Uh, uh, we're, we want to get a discharge petition, uh, which we've all been signing. You know, the Republicans are out there signing it. We got to get the Democrats because you know we can get close and force that bill to be brought up. But you know, it's it's hard to believe that uh, folks don't want to save innocent lives that are born during an abortion. And so we want to, you know, we want to get that legislation out there. And uh, but that's another important thing. So folks can contact, uh, you know, members here uh, on the other side of the aisle that have not signed on to it in the state of Ohio and across the country. It's important because, again, we're talking about saving lives. And it's hard to believe that anybody would say, and even we have elected officials from other states, governors, in fact, that say that it's all right to let a baby die that is born alive during an abortion. Yeah, that is such an important piece of legislation, truly. Um, here in Ohio, actually, um, we had in the Senate a resolution to support the passage of that bill in Congress. And um, interestingly enough, it passed unanimously. Democrats okay. and Republicans voted for it. Um, and later on, we've passed, uh, we've introduced a similar, similar piece of legislation kind of to mirror C Congress's bill. And um, unfortunately, the Democrats then split on that bill on that one. Um, but I think it really has started a conversation that's really important of how far they're willing to take this and really where is that line that that's too far. And obviously you think that all abortion is too far and, and any life loss is terrible, but to really point out the fact that this should be something we can come together on. This is not an issue that should be divisive. We're talking about a baby who's been born alive. And so we really appreciate you adv advocating for that and pushing that bill forward. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, thank you. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining us and hopefully we'll see you again soon. And thanks for all you do. You're listening to the Pro-Life Ohio podcast presented by Ohio Right to Life. Founded in 1967, Ohio Right to Life, with more than 45 chapters and local affiliates, is Ohio's oldest and largest grassroots pro-life organization. Recognized as the flagship of the pro-life movement in Ohio, Ohio Right to Life works through legislation and education to promote and defend innocent human life from conception to natural death. We are Pro-Life Ohio, and we will end abortion.